Dennis Stewart joining us today for Health Naturally. And um, last week we were going to talk about one of the ingredients that doesn't get talked about very much in the Mediterranean diet. It is olive oil. Olive oil. We, we started out well last week, Jane, but uh, the switchboard got the better of us. But oh, if we have time today, we'll touch on probably what is the most important aspect of the Mediterranean diet and how the regular ongoing use of olive oil can perhaps even affect our blood pressure beneficially. And we'll be talking about olive oil in a little while, but we're going to take your questions. And we're starting off with Karen, who's rung in on 49216216 from Cardiff. Now, Karen, your son's got a problem with an infection on his toenail. Is that right? Yeah, that's correct. Hello, Karen. Hello, Dennis. How are you? I'm good. How can we help you? Well, I was listening to you last week, mm. and you said about the neem oil with neem that oil. lady with the fungal infection yes. on her fingernail. Yes. Yes. Now, I've had trouble trying to get that. Okay. So I went to the chemist yesterday, yes. and they suggested Lozeril, L-O-C-E-R-Y-L. Now, that, that is a, a well-known and a, a good pharmaceutical product. Right. Um, so your pharmacist was on the money in recommending that. Oh, but, great. But sometimes... Sometimes what will work for one may not work for the other. Mm -hmm. It's similar in in our profession, for instance, there's always been a great emphasis on using uh, tea tree oil. Oh, he's been using that. Yes, but again, um, despite the the literature that supports it and and despite uh, clinical evidence to support it, not everyone that uses tea tree oil does well in topically applying it for fungal conditions. And that's why I said last week, if we look at the, 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 the neem oil, mm-hmm. and neem, neem oil is popularly used in South Asia, particularly India, and uh, it's one of its major reputations is in addressing fungal conditions. Right. And, and I mentioned that as an option to those who prefer to use uh, natural products um, who may not be doing well on the tea tree, that they should try that, um, a, a remedy from a different culture with an equally valid clinical proving and use. Now, neem oil should not be difficult to get, albeit you may have to go to what we call an Asian food store. Yes, or, I have tried a few, but they, have, they say they haven't heard of it. Are they, are they Asian? Um, okay, I'm not sure. because if if you if you are Indian, you would certainly have heard of neem oil. But look, I can help you here because I source a lot of my um, herbal products uh, from Sydney and the Central Coast, right. and, and I know uh, I have neem oil in my in my warehouse on this in the Central Coast. So right. what what I will do, I have to go back there this weekend. I will make sure that I bring some neem oil back to my rooms at 39 Alma Road, New Lambton. Oh, that'd be great. So that if you just come in on on Monday when I'm there, I'll I'll be able to give you a small amount of it to try. You won't need a lot. And fortunately, it is very inexpensive. Yeah, well, that's what I was telling my son. He wants to join the Defence Force, so he doesn't want to take any any medication. Okay, yep. So I heard about the Nemo listening to you last week. Yes, yes. And I wanted to get it for him, and I've just had that much trouble. So that's great for you to do that. What I will do, I'll go out of my way to make sure that if your boy wants to use Nemo oil, and particularly in order to get into the Defence Force, a very honourable aspiration, by the way, I'll make sure that I have some Nemo oil at my rooms on 39 Alma Road, New Lambton, on Monday, and um, we'll give you a bit to try. 
Thank you for your call, Karen. That's great. Um, just as a matter of interest, everyone who calls in today goes into a draw for a pack of Stiff, Saw and Sorry products. So we'll be announcing that towards the end of the program. So just bear that in mind too if you'd like to hook into that. Now, Sue has rung in from East Maitland. And Sue, you've got a question about cholesterol. Yes, please. Hello, sir. Uh, I'm very glad to hear that olive oil is good for high blood pressure it is, too. It is. But let, let me emphasise, Sue, the uh, mention of olive oil today is in the context that as a regular part of one's diet, let me emphasise this, it is not to be seen as an alternative blood pressure drug. It is to be seen as a, as a component in one's diet, uh, the Mediterranean diet necessarily is based on olive oil, but the, the articles that I'm referring to, and one particularly, is from a text entitled Alternative Cures That Really Work by a couple of American MDs, Ronald Hoffman and Barry Fox. And there's a very good article in that reliable text that points out that the regular ongoing use of using olive oil in one's diet at round about 30 mils a day can be shown as a result of trials that have been done, uh, double-blind uh, testing that's been done, on diets where people have, have used the technique, that it can be shown that it reflects itself in beneficial reductions in both the diastolic and the systolic parts of the blood pressure. So it's one of those things that if one has a blood pressure problem, one's diet, wherever possible, should look at things that can assist for instance, in, in the reduction of, of salt in the diet. That's another way of looking at it. But if one can incorporate into one's diet something as simple as uh, extra virgin olive oil, and we, we make the best in the Hunter Valley, of course, uh, something like 30 mils a day uh, taken deliberately in, in one gulp or spread across the day, that can be shown in many cases to contribute to a better management of one's blood pressure, keeping in mind that if you were to go down this pathway, it would take time. You should let your GP know so that he can periodically monitor it. But I would have no doubt, because I'm a great olive oil fan, that the clinical work, the historic work, the, the cultural work and the literature now supports the fact that the regular use of this wonderful, marvellous component of the Mediterranean diet reflects itself not only in perhaps better cholesterol levels, but may be in better blood pressure levels. Oh, that's really wonderful. Uh, I spray it on vegetables yes. every, mo every lunchtime. Good have that and uh, I cook with it. Yeah. Uh, I, but um, I was also wondering, please, um, about cholesterol. Uh, and yes. I, I noticed that you said that olive oil is good for that yes. too. Yes. Uh, um, and are there other, other natural remedies or help? Uh, to lower um, cholesterol levels. Cholesterol levels. Okay. First thing I'd have to ask uh, Sue: Are you on medication? Well, that's the, that's the problem. I've been put on on to Cresta, and I had such a reaction to that that yes. thought I had a mini stroke. Yes. yes. A I had. Um, mm. uh, I went on to Easy Troll, yes. and I had aches all over my body. So it yes. seems I might. I'm very allergic type of person, okay. and I. Look, there's, um, there's I may not be able to have those things. Okay. So. Your, your, your reaction, particularly to what we call the statins, is not yes. unusual. It's not unusual. And, mm -hmm. and listeners probably know that 
I'm not a great fan of those. I have a viewpoint on them. Um, I do not in any way encourage people to go off them if they have been prescribed by their GP. And I'm not a great fan of them. Mainly my view is that sometimes they're too uh, early prescribed uh, and, and too quickly prescribed uh, where other things should be looked at uh, first up, particularly if the cholesterol level is only moderately elevated. That's but an, that, that's an cholesterol opinion. cholesterol level mm. is six, the doctor said, which I, well, uh, the six. doctor thought mm. wasn't quite so bad. I wouldn't think it was either. I'm not a GP, but I, mm. I, uh, I would raise my eyebrows a little bit uh, at someone being placed on a satin uh, with, with a level of six. Are you diabetic? No. Are you hypertensive? Is your blood pressure up? Yes, I have got, uh, and I'm on Abipro for that. Oh, that's a good medication. Mm. I've, I've used that myself in the past. Look, mm. I, I think that um, I think you should discuss with your GP going on to a couple of little things that I will mention, and, yes. and he can monitor you. But let me also say, um, these days, um, participating in in monitoring yourself is, is where it's at. Uh, every every day of the week. My dear wife will uh, will reiterate this. She thinks I'm somewhat obsessive about it. But every day of the week, I do two things with my glucometer. I check my blood sugar levels to make sure that my pre-diabetic condition is under control, and it is. And at the same time, I also take my blood pressure on a little electronic unit that one can purchase very readily and inexpensively from our good pharmacists. So what I would suggest you do is uh, get hold of a little a blood pressure unit, so you yourself can help your doctor by monitoring your own blood pressure, keeping an eye on it, and getting him periodically or her periodically to confirm what's happening to you. So there's a little bit of hint for your blood pressure, but coming back to your cholesterol factor, a couple of little things you can do. Um, there are substances known as phytosterols, P-H-Y-T-O. <clears throat> yes. Phytosterols. Now, these substances are very well known. They're, they're plant-based substances. And to be fairly straightforward and simple, um, what they do or purport to do is to lessen the reabsorption of cholesterol from the gut. So they indirectly participate in the reduction of cholesterol levels. And if your cholesterol level is only moderately elevated, getting hold of preparations from your pharmacy or your health food store that have phytosterols in them would be one of the first things I would do, principle number one. Now, there's a second supplement that actually is a sugarcane derivative, and it's called polycosinol. Polycosinol. And, and polycosinol. And again, that is, <clears throat> that is very, very popular, inexpensive, and readily available. And of course, it's perfectly natural. The third thing is, uh, if you are a breakfast eater, um, use what is called psyllium or even a, a preparation called metamucil, which is based on psyllium. Those, uh, uh, th those substances have a significant effect in binding to cholesterol and participating in its exit from the system. And fourthly, there is one unique um, herb, and I say unique herb, and you can Google it up and, and see that I'm, I'm correct on it, and that is the, the herb known as globe artichoke. And globe artichoke will... Globe artichoke will, will help your cholesterol. So there are some hints for you. Raise it with your GP. I'm sure you'll find your GP will be happy 
to say, look, let's give it a go and see if we can get it below that 5.5 level. Annette, uh, shingles doesn't sound good at all. You've got a question for Dennis. Hello, Dennis. Hello, Annette. Um, I've had shingles. Mm. I, I developed, developed them while I was away on holidays at the end of May. Oh, All the blisters dear. have gone and everything's healed, but oh, good, good. the pain is excruciating. Okay. The whole of my arm, okay. under my arm, my hand. Okay. Now, look, there's, there's, a couple, there's a couple of little things that might help here. What, what you're experiencing is what is medically known as post-herpatic neuralgia. And um, that condition can sometimes be helped by a topical application called Zostrix. Z- yes, Z-O-S- I did try it, right? but it, it burnt so much okay. that I couldn't stand it and had to wash it off. Okay. Sometimes that, that burning will give way to toleration, but okay. um, I would not want to put you through any undue um, stress. But uh, I, I use preparations similar to that. Uh, uh, recently, in fact, on a little bit of a stiff shoulder, and the preparation was virtually synonymous with with that preparation in that it contained an oleo resin of capsicum, which yes. I, which is what's in that. And it really I've used capsicum yeah, before for back pain. And, and it, it, it really is effective. And in my case, the the burning did give way, uh, but okay. some people can't tolerate it, and I understand. Now, look, there's a couple. It's on the inner part of yeah, my arm. And, they really and, and that's very part. sensitive. But look. Yes. There's a, another option that is, is gentler and softer, and seeing you've got over the crucial stage, it may be worthwhile getting hold of some of what's called the infused oil of St. Mm-hmm. John's Wort. Okay. The, the infused oil of St. John's yep. Wort. Uh, now, where do you live? Uh, at Wallalong. What's the, which is the closest? Morpeth, Morpeth. Okay, yeah. look, um, you could um, you could come down to my rooms at Alma Road. I know we have uh, some in the dispensary there. Um, mm-hmm. The infused oil of St John's Wort um, that has a reputation of benefit uh, in managing this condition to some degree. I'd certainly mm-hmm. I would certainly recommend you give it a try. And the other thing that I would mention is that, interestingly, there is a homeopathic remedy, uh, which in low potency, as we call it, has a very good reputation in the literature for managing uh, this condition, and it's called Hypericum, H-Y-P-E-R-I-C-U-M. Hypericum 6C is the strength that is used, and that's an oral medication, very safe in that form, a homeopathic mm-hmm. preparation, which if I were in your situation and you were reacting uh, to the capsicum-based preparation, I would go down the pathway of trying the infused oil of St John's wort and using an oral homeopathic preparation uh, based on hypericum in the 6X potency. Okay, and I can get that from Alma yes, Road she, as well? Yes, she'll be able to get that from Al- Alma Road. I, um, I'm pretty confident you would. Um, okay. If there are other pharmacies around that stock, and some of them do these days stock homeopathic remedies, you may well be able to purchase it from there. It's not an uncommon remedy, um, but um, I'm pretty confident we'd have it in the dispensary. Okay, I will call down on Monday. See how you go. I'll be I'll be uh, consulting on Monday. So if you come into the rooms, just um, let me know, and I'll come out and have a yarn with you and, and see how it's looking. And Jean, you've rung in from Melbourne. Yes, hello, Dennis. Hello, Jean. How are you? Yes, very good. good. Uh, first of all, um, I bought the neem oil from the Indian shop. Oh, good, good, good. good yes, good, yes. So good. That, that's very good. Um, 
And uh, I have a question about uh, the olive leaf uh, extract, yes. since you're talking about olive yes. oil. Yes. So I read uh, quite a bit on the internet. Yes. It sounds um, it's very powerful and uh, can help people with high blood pressure, cholesterol, mm-hmm. and a lot of other things. Mm-hmm. So does olive oil does all the same thing, no. or they're very no. different? Olive oil is obviously based on the fruit of the olive tree. When you're talking about um, olive leaf extract, you're talking about an extract of the leaf of the tree. And now whilst there there may be some sharing of some chemical by both the fruit and the leaf, the leaf of olive oil is the part that is medicinal because it contains a particular uh, chemical substance known as a glycoside its name, it's, uh, the name of the glycoside is called oleorupin, and it has a reputation for doing a couple of things. Uh, f- first up, it has a very, very mild, and let me emphasize mild, contribution to blood pressure to the extent that in a reference text that, uh, that I've used for many years, written by the, the, the German medical practitioner and phytotherapist, Dr. Rudolf Weiss, he sees olive leaf extract as being potentially useful as a medication to be used in conditions that are being monitored by the doctor where perhaps the use of a blood pressure medication is being contemplated, but where the client or patient is being watched and given the opportunity of diet, lifestyle, weight loss, and that uh, contributing to bringing the blood pressure to the point where it might not need to be treated with a blood pressure drug. So whilst it does have some blood pressure lowering capacity, it is very, very, very mild and should not be seen, let me emphasize, should not be seen as an alternative blood pressure reducing medication. That could be quite dangerous, but used in the right context, Dr. Weiss is correct in pointing out that its chemistry lends it to be used in that condition. But also remember these days, olive leaf extract is being used uh, significantly in the natural health uh, profession, if you like, as a means also of improving the immunology of the patient so that people that regularly go down uh, with infections and colds and coughs these days are tending to use olive leaf extract in the same way that some of us uh, still use the American herb echinacea. So they're the two main uses, but let me put it in perspective, olive leaf extract um, can't be compared completely with olive oil. The, the olive oil, as I said earlier, taken as part of one's diet over a long period of time, together with other things like salt reduction, can be shown to be useful in contributing to blood pressure reduction. The use of the leaf is something that would have to be looked at from a medical perspective. It shares similar blood pressure lowering activity, but is based on a much stronger and more chemical uh, definition of that particular part of the tree. Okay, thank you very much. It's very useful. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thanks, Jean, and great to hear from you in Melbourne, still keeping up with the program. Uh, Jim has rung in on 49216216 from Lemon Tree Passage. And, Jim, uh, your wife's had surgery on her shoulder and she's looking to strengthen it. 
Uh, yes, that's correct. She'd look. For, uh, thanks, Dennis, for the call and everything. And pleasure, uh, pleasure. she's looking to strengthen the muscles a bit. Uh, I don't think there's any relief for the to repair cartilages or tendons that are already gone. She's look. had a spur removed yes. and uh, okay. just something uh, supplements maybe mm-hmm. that would help. Look, it, it's it's a long shot, but yeah. I have a, a, a patient or client of mine in the in the hunter here who would vouch for everything that I'm going to say regarding the supplement because she had a similar uh, injury and did remarkably well on a substance called allantoin now i'll spell it for you a double l a n t o i n allantoin now allantoin is a a well-known substance not popularly um, used these days but was found originally in the herb comfrey right now comfrey used to be called nitbone because it had a particular relationship to damaged bone structures, but it also had a reputation of benefit in promoting uh, improved healing of some of the uh, supportive tissue. So um, I would suggest that uh, your wife or you consider uh, putting your wife onto some Allantoin powder. It's a very inexpensive little substance. It's perfectly safe. You're in Lemon Tree Passage. Uh, yes, that's right. Yeah, look, try your pharmacist there. They would know of it. If if you have difficulty, um, I'm sure we could uh, help you from the dispensary. But always try your, your local pharmacy or health food store first. But Allantoin would be one of those things that I would be saying, look, it's worthwhile giving a go. Okay, Dennis. Well, if it works as well... As your Manuka honey ointment, we, we would be well pleased with that. Okay, we, we, well, that's good. That, yeah. I'm pleased okay. about that. Thank you, okay, Jim. Well, thank thanks you, a lot. Thank okay. you for ringing right. in. Good. Right. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for your call, Jim. This is Health Naturally. It's 18 to 1. And Susie, you've rung in on 492 and 6216 from East Maitland and Ovarian Cysts. Hello, Susie. Hi. How are you, Dennis? I'm well. How are you? Well, it could be better. Okay. I guess we're all good. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm in my 60s, so yes. I'm past menopause. Mm-hmm. But in my left ovary, um, I've had a cyst for about a year, and mm-hmm. it's 6.8 across. And my doctor is getting really worried now. Mm-hmm. What? can I do about it? She's worried that it'll go to cancer. I think you should listen to what your GP is saying and be advised mm-hmm. Be advised by what uh, she uh, wants to do with the condition. I can understand your GP's concern and mm-hmm. I, there, there is nothing that I could recommend to you that would be mm-hmm. likely of any benefit here and this is a medical condition. Please listen to your GP and undergo the procedure that she refers you on to. Okay, thank right. you. Uh, Patrick has rung in from Patterson. Uh, respiratory weakness is a problem for you, Patrick. And what about Himalayan salt, you're asking? Yes, that's right. Hello, Patrick. Hello, Dennis. Uh, just an inquiry. I've seen uh, Himalayan salt dispensers uh, advertised as a help to... Uh, Respiratory problems. Have you ever heard anything along that line? 
Look, it's interesting you should raise that because uh, yesterday in my rooms at New Lambton on, on my consulting day, I did see a lady who has a very compromised uh, respiratory function who is, is using um, uh, this device and, and she claims that she's had some benefit from it, particularly in, in loosening a lot of the mucus or congestion that she suffers from. And that would tend to make a little bit of sense. I think that one always has to be cautious about uh, the claims that one makes for, for products such as this. They obviously have a, a benefit, otherwise they wouldn't be uh, promoted uh, in this way. And if it's just a, a salt inhalant, uh, I can understand how that might be useful in breaking up congestion and facilitating uh, the expectoration, the bringing up of phlegm, etc. Um, there are other substances that would uh, probably do similar things in, in inhalations or inhaling substances. is a fairly old-fashioned but very reliable and still used way of addressing some aspects of, of respiratory problems. Uh, do you have a respiratory problem? Uh, slight asthmatic, uh, nothing serious, okay. but... I find that uh, I have problems with, uh, I don't know whether it's coming from the sinuses, but at night I uh, get uh, blocked nose and uh, yeah, I find that uh, if I uh, take, get a fisherman's friend or something and swallow, yes. <laughs> let yes. that melt, it yes. seems to clear my head, make, yes. but, but that's the main problem. Okay. I wondered whether this may have been help, yeah. Look, it might, and I, I'm, I'm certainly not in any way at all opposed to it. It's obviously um, in the marketplace. Um, any of these things, if, if you are an asthmatic, any of these things I think should be noted by your GP um, and um, get his opinion on it. But I come back to the point that um, many preparations are out there which do work and most of them work by lessening congestion and helping the cough become more productive in your situation with this um, rhinitis that you seem to be experiencing at night where you have considerable nasal blockage, um, you perhaps should be a little bit more proactive on that. Um, I, I have found, and I've mentioned this on the program before, that with upper respiratory tract problems, those that are characterised by either sinusitis, post-nasal drip, or even rhinitis, which is a swelling of the nasal mucous membranes, the use of bioflavonoids is a useful um, a treatment carried out over a number of months in making the breathing easier by reducing the swelling of the membrane. So despite the fact that you're getting uh, benefit from Fisherman's Friend, and I'm a great fan of that, by the way, um, I would suggest uh, you think of getting hold of some bioflavonoids and my product called Flavor Blend um, is, was developed particularly to cover upper respiratory tract problems characterised by blockage of the nasal passages and post-nasal drip. Thank you. Thanks, Patrick. Uh, thanks very much for ringing in, Patrick. It is 921, and there's still a chance for you to get your question through to Dennis Stewart today on 49216216. But, Dennis, you do want to say something more about olive oil. Well, I think we should. We've been going to say something significant about it for a couple of occasions now, Jane. Uh, Jane. So here we are, the last uh, last lap, so to speak. Look, 
we've been talking frequently on this program about the benefits of what's called the Mediterranean diet, so I'm not going to elaborate on its virtues. Uh, nearly every week in the media, um, and certainly on television recently, the Mediterranean diet has been put forward as one of the most significant movements in diet and nutrition for resisting many of the civilizational diseases that we experience, things like heart disease, uh, diabetes, etc. But one thing that seems to be overlooked uh, is really what I consider to be the, uh, the flag bearer for the Mediterranean diet, and that is the olive oil. Uh, now, you can't have a Mediterranean diet unless you are appreciating the unique role that this is, that this is in, in that diet. Olive oil is more to be seen as a food and to be used regularly in our diet at the level that's mentioned in the literature of about 30 to 40 mils daily. As a component of the diet, as I said earlier, in literature that I'm referring to particularly today, Alternative Cures That Really Work by Hoffman and Fox, when that amount of olive oil is taken in any form across the day, on one's uh, bread if, one's like, if one likes, taking it directly as a dose, the use of it in that way significantly contributes to, to blood pressure management. It is not an alternative blood pressure drug, as I said earlier, but if you are a hypertensive patient, I would think it would be useful to start to look at diet, get rid of salt, and bring in the use regularly, not just occasionally, the regular daily use of olive oil as a means of addressing your blood pressure with your doctor monitoring it and taking it in conjunction with your prescribed medication where along the track it might be possible to even have your doctor modify that. The other thing about uh, olive oil, and, and never forget it is, it's one of the best oils to cook with because it's a mono, unsaturated fat. It has a progressive effect in helping cholesterol levels and it's remarkable in dealing with probably one of the most common diseases that's not talked about in our community, and that is constipation. 30 mils of olive oil regularly in the diet has a proven effect on helping people with this condition that is more serious than what they think. Ooh, olive oil's the way to go. So one last call for today. Lorraine has rung in from Conjuoi. Um, sinus problems, it's got you thinking, has it, Lorraine? Yes, it has, and I thought because Dennis is on talking about this a little bit today, um, my sinuses are a little bit worse. Hello, Dennis. Hello, how are you, Lorraine? Yes. I'm fine. Um, head cold. I've had a terrible head cold, and yes. actually it usually goes to my chest, and I've been fighting it with the garlic and the yes. echinacea and yes. everything you can yes. imagine. Yes. Um, but it's in my ears, yes. and when I turn over yes. at night or bend down during the day, I can hear it, I yes. feel it yes. uh, flowing into my ears, yes. and I'm quite a bit deaf with it. I feel like I'm in a vacuum, and it's quite painful at times. Okay. I'll make a couple of quick recommendations because we're running out of time. Yes. Now, you can get these things from Sally Bowen's practice in, in Cessnock, in Cumberland yes. Street, where I practice every second Tuesday of the month, but the dispensary there stocks the things that I recommend, and yes. Bowen's Natural Therapy Centre is one of the most remarkable centres that we have in that part of the Hunter. Now, what you need to do is start using what are called bioflavonoids. Yes, I heard you now, say that I'm, earlier. People probably think that I go over the top on this, but I have read studied and prescribed bioflavonoids so frequently that I'm convinced 
that they have a role to play in particularly upper respiratory tract problems where, generally speaking, they're also combined with bromelain, which is an enzyme from the pineapple, which yes. is specifically recommended for sinusy conditions. Get hold of some flavour blend from, from, from Sally or my rooms at New Lambton, closer where you are at Conjiwoy to get into Cessnock. Get onto some of that. Uh, but also uh, what would be useful for you, even though you're using uh, garlic and things like that, fenugreek. Yes, okay, yeah. Fenugreek is still one of the oldest, safest and cheapest ways of dealing with upper respiratory tract congestion. Works well with the bioflavonoids. And if you're using garlic and horseradish, I don't think you can do much better than that, Lorraine. Okay, well, that's, that's fine. There's two things I'm not using that yep. you've recommended, so I'll go on to those. And they're, they're inexpensive. Yes. All right, well, thank you very much, Dennis. Thank you, Lorraine. Thank you, Lorraine, for your call. And one last one, uh, Peter has rung in from Fassifern. You've got something you'd like to say to Dennis, Peter. Oh, yes, Dennis. Um, another thank you. Um, your Reader's Digest uh, article you mentioned. Yes. Effectively, yes. Uh, yes. But on to that and uh, lost it out down the drain now. Thank you. <laughs> that, that was a good article in the Reader's Digest, wasn't it? Excellent. Being 78 years of age and uh, still having uh, doctors wanting to ram these things down your throat. and I've, I've had no reflux or anything ever since, so um, it might be the olive oil I'm taking daily. Well, in the, well good uh, on you. Join the club. You're a, you're a walking evidence of the benefit of this program, mate. You can ring in any time, Peter. <laughs> Thanks, Peter. That's fantastic. And that is bringing us to the end of yeah. Health Naturally today. Our stiff, sore and sorry pack, Dennis. That goes to Jim from Lemon Tree Passage yes, for his call. You can of pick course. that up from Dennis's rooms. Uh, sometime from this afternoon on 2NURFM. Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. Topics range from gardening to health, well-being, pet care, finance, business and travel. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com. <laughs>